Hey, welcome to Speak Up Sis Podcast, where we help you get through life while giving you all your life. We say what you think no one wants to hear, but everyone needs to know. This episode of Speak Up Sis Podcast is brought to you by Making Disciples Ministries, one of our podcast supporters. We thank you for your support and sponsorship. If you'd like to support the Speak Up Sis podcast, please click support in the app or contact us at www.speakupsis.com to advertise on our show. Today's conversation is no less than amazing. I invited Aaron Smith, creator and host of Escaping the Odds podcast, into the Speak Up Sis space to share his journey from federal prison inmate to trailblazing entrepreneur who's giving voice to the voiceless. Before we get started, I'd like to make note that we had some technical difficulties with the sound. However, I did not want you to miss this great content. So get ready. You're in for another real, raw, yet relevant conversation. Let's get it. doing this evening i am doing well thank you for having me on oh thank you for saying yes to the invitation i have been checking out your podcast for a while now i think i've listened to every single episode i am just amazed by the quality um and the conversations so listen before i start running off at the mouth <laughs> please <laughs> let the speak of this community um know a little bit about who is aaron smith if you will please just share a little bit about um about who you are and what it is you currently do okay well i'm a young brother from the south side of chicago born and raised um the name of my podcast is escaping the odds and Pretty much I interview, well, I don't, I don't like to say interview. I have conversations with uh, men and women who are, who were formerly incarcerated, but now are entrepreneurs, kind of blending in the, uh, my love for prison reform or passion yeah. for prison reform and entrepreneurship. And I just really wanted to uh, change the narrative as it relates to men and women coming home from prison, that we can make something um, out of ourselves and create viable products and service for the community. Um, I spent a little bit over nine years in federal prison. So I just really wanted to, um, just to highlight those men and women. So that's where we at. So far, I don't think I've heard a woman yet. I don't think. Um, have you yeah. interviewed a woman yet? Have you had a conversation with a woman yet? Hey, you, hey we are doing that for the month of March. So next week you'll hear your first woman. The that's whole month will be women. Cause that's like women's month or something, right? Exactly. Yep. Okay. Okay. Now, you know, I'm going to be tuned in. It's going to be crazy. Um, but when I heard it, I just was like, my goodness, the work 
that these men are doing um, post incarceration is just like, wow, I've been learning about, you just had a conversation about um, technology. Uh, one of the guys is in the tech field, does web design or something. I was like taking notes, like, oh, okay, yeah, I need to do that. Oh, I need to be doing that on my website. So when right. I see that they're not just nickel and diamond out here, penny any jobs. No, they are seriously um, doing some major entrepreneurship post incarceration. So I think the concept of your podcast is just it's just awesome. So you already know you got a fan. Thank you. I definitely appreciate that, and um, just continue to look forward to more more dope guests with like re really crazy ideas and really doing some some great things all across the country. So it's coming. That's what's up. All right. So here on Speak Up's His podcast, I like to create space that gives people the opportunity as well as the permission to share their stories, to inspire the stories of others. I really want to talk about Aaron and I want to kind of dig a little deeper into your story. And we're going to talk about being an unlikely leader because, and we've, we've had a, a little bit of a conversation prior to this about the fact that you are a leader. And you said something to me that I think many people who are in leadership positions or, or dare I say, are visionaries. Um, you said, you know what, I'm just... I'm just doing what I do. So talk, talk to me a little bit about why you don't necessarily feel the need to put leadership as one of your titles. Why, what is it about what you do that just is? Um, it's, it has been become a part of who I am. You couldn't have told me that I'll be um, doing a podcast related to uh, prison or even entrepreneurship and just kind of like leading leading in this in this particular area and just being a voice for the voiceless um, 10, 11, 12 years ago. Um, it was because of my situation going to prison and actually um, just kind of seeing that people needed voices. Like th these were people that were really intelligent and just kind of um, needed to be heard. And so I'm just getting stories out. Like, I don't look at it as anything really more than that. I'm, I'm thankful and I'm gracious that anyone would look at me as a leader. And I, and, and I take that on, no doubt about it. However, um, I'm just kind of, as I stated, I'm just doing me with it. You know, it, it, it comes natural for what I'm doing. Um, I just thank God that um, I went through what I, what I went through in order to be able to actually um, create this, create this product. Uh, people just don't expect mm -hmm. people who um, have been incarcerated to have vision. I really don't think that many people expect them to actually want to do anything great. And that is the furthest thing from the truth. I actually believe that it's the struggle that makes you who you are. The very thing that is the hardest for you to deal with or the most painful piece of your life, right? The most difficult part of your life. I personally believe your purpose is connected to that. I agree. And for you 
actually being um, a person who was actually in prison, not only are you an unlikely leader in some people's eyes, but you're giving a platform to a slew of people. Because <laughs> I've listened to some of those conversations and and some of the people, some of the things that they went to prison for, I just wouldn't expect that they would come out and are being and, and be leaders in the field yeah. that they're in. I think the last conversation I listened to, um, the guy, <laughs> he was like, um, he got in trouble. He's like, I, I was shooting at somebody. I was shooting. I was like, my goodness, you know, but even with him, you've given him a platform to show the world that look, I'm different. And not only am I different, but I am a leader in my craft currently. And so a lot of that, I don't believe would be birth without the struggle. Definitely totally agree with that. Um, I've just had the opportunity to be able to turn my, uh, my pain into my passion. And it, and it just comes, it comes naturally. Um, I was, I, I, as I think back on it, I would say that I've always been a leader. Like, even though it was negative, um, in the street, the things that I did for selling drugs and things of that nature, I was always looked upon for like the answers. And I didn't even realize it then, but when I went to prison, I really got involved with what they call the reentry committee. And so uh, with helping men, they were about to leave as far as putting resumes together. So I was, I was really looked at as like a, um, a pillar of the community. And I didn't realize how impactful I was until the day I left. And I was really like, a lot of people were giving me my accolades and stuff like that. And again, I'm like, hey, man, I'm just kind of doing me again, you know? So it, it was natural. Um, yeah, so I, I really, I think, honed in on this leadership that you speak on while I was incarcerated. Like it, it, it kind of got, that was my first positive platform, I would say, where I really kind of stepped into that role. One of the reasons I wanted to have this conversation with you is because I want people to, to be able to hear your story, to be able to connect and say, you know what? It doesn't matter how you've used your influence in the past. Cause I believe everyone has been given a measure of influence to help build up other people. It's just that sometimes we don't realize we have the influence and sometimes we recognize and we use it to manipulate. <laughs> but we all have it. I've met some of the most ingenious men that I ever encountered while incarcerated. I mean, for every crime, well, not every crime possible, but pretty much, you know, drug crimes, bank robberies, um, gang leaders, uh, cartel bosses, and that that creativity, you know, and that resilience, like it's it's in there. It's really like those men, like they they make something out of nothing. Right. Where do you see? escaping the odds in the next five years. Do you have a vision well, for it? 
for the next five or 10 years? I, I definitely have a vision for it within the next five years at least. Um, I started off with this idea um, several years ago while I was incarcerated to be um, a podcast, uh, but that was a low-hanging fruit for me. Um, I had never, of course, um, I didn't know what a podcast was. I just kind of read up on it, and I just felt like, okay, it's pretty much like a radio show, so I can do that. Um, but the vision is more so a media company um, where I'm also putting on events and just really expanding the Escaping Oz brand. Um, I don't want to give up too much right now. I want to make it a surprise, but I definitely got a lot of good things in store um, for this year outside of the podcast um, and going into next year as well. But I'm um, definitely like a whole media brand is really getting those stories out in front of the lens more so than behind the audio okay that's what's up we talked about you um being sort of this modern day joseph and for people who don't know who joseph is joseph is um a man in the bible uh who <laughs> whose brothers sort of uh tried to kill him, left him for dead. Um, he ended up being sold into slavery. He ended up being uh, falsely accused, thrown into prison. But he actually ended up being the person to to save his family, as well as an entire nation of people. Um, but he would not have gotten to that place had he not gone through the struggles um, that, that he went through. And I just wanted to share a little bit of that for those people who, who wouldn't know the allusion to, to the term modern day Joseph. Um, and I wanted you to talk a little bit about that because when you shared that with me, I was like, man, yeah, I could totally see that. Why, why do you think that you fit, you know, in, in, in into that space with Joseph in this current world? Uh, well, first and foremost, I was unlikely to even get to even go to prison. Um, before I went to prison, I had a bachelor's degree. Uh, I was always like book smart, but also street smart. Uh, granted, you know, I grew up on the south side of Chicago, impoverished area. So I had access to all the legal activities and things of that nature. And so um, it was the allure of, of, of fast cash and I really making coming across a lot of money in the streets that sent me to prison. Mm -hmm. But however, um, even while I was in prison, I would always get like, man, how did you end up in prison? Just the way I carried myself. Not like I was better than anyone else and anything like that. It's just that I, I had a way about myself and uh, people picked up on that. And um, it, it took me a while to kind of really realize as I started to dig deeper into my faith, about Christianity and, and start learning about these different characters in the Bible and really started to resonate with me. I'm like, wow, you know what? Um, I'm pretty much like the Joseph story, right? Mm -hmm. um, he was put into prison, then of course um, accused while he was in uh, captivity, but in every step of the way, uh, he was even a leader inside of behind the wall. Right. And I was looking at myself at some of the things I was doing inside of the wall. And I'm like, wow, you know, um, 
my life is similar to Joseph. You know, like I realized that I wasn't in prison. It wasn't about me. Right. It wasn't about me being in prison because, again, I'm unlikely. I wasn't supposed to be in prison. And what I mean by that, not saying that what I did didn't deserve the time, well, didn't deserve warrant me going to prison because it did. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't about me. It wasn't about me being inside a prison. Like it was really more so about, I believe that God knew that when I went in there, cause I always been a learner. And so when I went in there, it wasn't nothing for me to really sit down and get back to the essence of who I was. And so when I went in there, I became a student of myself. I became a student of everything around me. Mm-hmm. And so I believe that uh, God utilized that situation. So when I got back out, I will be the person to kind of, in a sense, like free a nation, you know what I mean? And be able to be the voice for the voiceless. And mm-hmm. I didn't realize at the time that I'll be doing a podcast. Like, mind you, I, I came with this idea maybe three, four years ago. I just came home last year. And so... I didn't realize that a podcast will be that platform really for me to really um, allow for men and women to vocalize and for them to have a, a voice and kind of inter- inter- their stories and, and really free themselves and to be able to help change the narrative as it relates to men and women who are incarcerated. So, so that's what I pretty much mean when um, God just used me to go in there and get myself together, but in the midst of getting myself together, allow me to open my eyes up and, and see all these other great men in here with all these great ideas and say, hold on, a light bulb went off like, hey, the world don't know about these cats, mm-hmm. you know, like how I do, you know what I mean? Like I can sit up and have conversations about pretty much on, on any topic. Like I've never had these kind of conversations with men on the streets before. Uh, I'm not saying they don't exist, but these were men that were two, three, four time felons and it's like, I was I was like, wow, you know, and so I was like, I got to get these stories out. And so that's pretty much what I mean with the uh, with the whole Joseph of story, just to be able to um, lead a nation and to be able to um, just kind of show the world something different. Right. And, you know, you said that you hadn't had those conversations with people out on the street and you're like, well, I'm not saying they're not there. But the reality is, is those conversations they were wrapped up in those people when they were on the street. And I think that that's really important for a lot of people to realize is that those people that we, you know, look at as if they're just troublemakers or, you know, they ain't got nothing good for them. That genius didn't just show up when they went to prison. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? That genius was tucked inside of them even before they got to prison. Um, But I like I like when you talk about feeling like God put you in that situation to sort of birth something out of you. Um, Oftentimes when we look at the struggle of our life, we look at the storms of our lives, you know, oh, I'm in a wilderness season, or this is so hard or whatever. I don't think people realize that sometimes we're placed in situations so that we can uh, sit still, 
<laughs> so that we can get to know who we are so that we will see God's face and so that we can give birth to whatever it is that he wants us to do in this world. You know what I'm saying? No, no doubt. Definitely. What's your prison experience, Aaron? Um, my prison experience was a one of basically getting back to the essence of who I was. Mm -hmm. um, I had lost myself, you know, in the streets, uh, hustling, fast money, um, things of that nature. And so when I got to prison, I kind of realized, like, hey, man, I'm, I'm a sharp dude, you know. And so I really need to really just kind of sit down and surround myself with, with men that could kind of help me be a better person, especially like from a business standpoint. So my experience in prison was one of first of like building my faith up, you know, and but also being around men who, cause I had a love for entrepreneurship. So business as well. Right. But uh, it's from, even from like an emotional standpoint, like for real, for real, it was probably the most free time that I had the most, I, I felt the most free. Mm. And that's, I, that is ironic. You know what I mean? And so um, just because I just, again, I got back to me. You know what I'm saying? I lost myself and it was like, prison wasn't like how people may think. Not saying that some prisons aren't, you know what I'm saying, dangers and things and that stuff happen. You know what I mean? Violence and stuff like that. But um, danger wasn't imminent. You said was, that you... Um... You said that you actually went to college and that you were unlikely to even go to prison. What did you do to end up in prison? Because you don't even sound like, I mean, I know that's so stereotypical and people probably won't like yeah. when I say that, but you just yeah. don't sound like somebody who would be out in the street. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like what led you into getting into a place where you're going to prison. It was for, for me, it was just a lure of, of, of fast cash. I started selling, you know, weed early on. That was like my gateway drug into hustling. I was 15 years old. Um, again, growing up in Chicago, impoverished area. So it's like I had access to the stuff. So all my guys, they smoke weed. So it was just natural for me. Okay. I've always been a hustler, you know, so all right, let me make a few dollars. And then that kind of led into selling cocaine and then eventually selling heroin and um, was just a part of a, a, a drug operation. And, uh, Did got you indicted. ever do drugs yourself? No, no. I just, uh, every now and then I'll, I'll smoke weed or something or whatever, but I was I was mainly a drinker, you know. Okay. Um, I just ain't like the way drugs kind of made me feel. And then, like, I seen what it can do to people. Not saying that alcohol doesn't, but it's just like I felt comfortable with alcohol and uh, so drugs wasn't never never really my my thing or even violence you know violence wasn't my thing whatever I just wanted to get money and you know dress nice and just buy the latest you know shoes or whatever and kind of like the you know typical you know young guy coming up in up in the hood you know what I'm saying they call himself trying to hustle right and so um I how just did you keep got yourself away from the violent because I guess watching TV, not only watching TV, but actually growing up in the hood, um, that just seems like a violent career mm -hmm. choice. 
How did you yeah. kind of stay above the fray? You just don't hear again stereotypes. It you know you just don't come across as somebody who's out there beating people or you know you weren't were you the guy on the street hustling or were you like the boss guy i don't even know if i'm using the right terminology um uh, yeah i mean initially i i started out that way um like when i was younger just kind of like like petty just selling weed or whatever you know just hand in hand as they call it um as i got older and started dealing with um in the heroin trade um, it was more like an operation, you know, uh, if you ever seen the movie, the wire, it was kind of like that. Um, and so there was positions that, you know, people had different roles and things of that nature. And so I was, um, I was kind of in a position to, um, basically not have to be out there if I didn't need to be out there. Gotcha. And so, um, that's, that's pretty much what that was, but to answer your question as far as like, how do how did I stay above all the nonsense and the violence? I just as I look back on it, it had to be an angel over me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was I was in some of the same places and predicaments that you know some of these other people were. It's just that like I got a brother that got killed, you know, um, mm-hmm. and so we were thirteen months apart, and so I just left them. Wow! And so all this stuff could have easily been me. It's just an out. A lot of times I had always just missed it. You know, as I look back on it, like, wow, I was just there, you know. And so uh, I think from early on, like, again, as a man of faith, it's like, okay, something was definitely God was watching over me right. all day long. You know what I mean? For me not to um, to get, get caught up right. and get shot or whatever, or even to on the other side of that, to make the wrong decision and go pick up a pistol and go kill somebody. Right. You know, and spend the rest of my life in, in prison because I know countless of my peers is like that, you know? And uh, I just was, I was just, I was blessed. I was really watched over, you know what I'm saying, over those years. And I think back on it, like, somebody could have easily kidnapped me and, you know, put me in a trunk and held me from ransom or whatever, you know? Right. Um, I just, I, I was really, I was really blessed not to have, um, had any really serious, serious situations like getting shot and stuff like that, um, despite the kind of uh, things that I was doing. Right, which leads us to this idea of your Joseph experience. (laughs) All the things that could have happened, but that didn't happen, but that led you to the place you needed to be to get you where you are today. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yep. I think that your platform um, is is really going to expand and grow um, because it's needed and it's necessary. I believe I one of the gentlemen on one of the podcasts talked about um, the need for mentorship and all of the different. Um, processes when people are coming out of prison and trying to reacclimate into society. And he was saying that he believes that one of the major pieces that's missing is that mentorship component um, to have somebody there who's been through it to walk you through it. Have you thought about adding that component 
to what you do, mentoring, um, being a mentor, maybe to young people to keep them from going into prison or even possibly mentoring uh, someone who's coming out? Have you thought about that piece for yourself? I have, um, but I haven't put a whole plan together with it, but I, um, I do work with um, some men that are, um, that are not incarcerated now. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically just kind of telling my story and um, I'll be going into a juvenile facility shortly as well to kind of mentor the young guys who, who's incarcerated there. But I'm, I'm definitely open to it. Um, there's so many different avenues that I could go with this. Mm-hmm. Um, just escaping the odds. And so I'm definitely going to, um, I'm open to, to, to any of it, but I haven't really made like a strategic like plan to say, okay, I'm going to do this X, Y, Z. I kind of just let things happen naturally as it relates to that. I think that um, people do look at me in a, in a leadership as a, you know, as a leader, you know what I mean? And in, in, in the space, uh, whether I want to accept that, that t- <laughs> kind of title or not. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, but I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine with it though, you know? Um, but yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely something that I'm, that I'm a part of that I'm doing. So. Oh yeah. I can totally see, um, escaping the odds and s- some of your, um, some of the people you've interviewed or people that you're connected with actually being inside of schools, you know, and some of our more challenging school systems, letting, you know, letting kids know that, look, (laughs) you don't actually have to go through all of these years to get to this place. Like this is in you now. Right. Um, So I could totally see it. And I, you know, I like you, I've, I've, I'm an unlikely leader myself. I'm most definitely a visionary. And when I see a thing, I'll be ready to run with it. Fool around with me. You'll, you'll have all kind of stuff planned out. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm, dev- I'm open to all of it. <laughs> You're like, girl, I didn't say I wanted to do that. I'm like, yeah, but this would be a great idea. Like, you just, just pray about it. Just pray about it. Got to Got to work it out. Pray about it. <laughs> I, I totally, I totally agree. You know, I'm, I'm with it. Bring it on. That's what's up. That's what's up. Listen, you all, is this man, I've had a few conversations with him prior to this, um, and he's just so mellow. <laughs> I, I sent, I, I actually sent, uh, I sent Aaron a message. It was like, tell me what makes you laugh, because I need to know, like, do you laugh? He's like, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like what's what's going on um right. but this is this is you and and I think it's perfect for what you do you know what I'm saying and who you are and where you're going and and that place of humility um that you sit in you know I don't think you see or may, maybe you do maybe you don't even think about it because you're just doing the work. Um, right. Escaping the odds is massive. And it's and it's going to um, impact so many people's lives that I don't think you realize right now. 
And so I'm kind of glad that you have this kind of personality. <laughs> so you'll just do the work and not be concerned about just how great um, what God has given you is. So, you know, I'm, I'm not going to mess with you too badly. Uh, we're going to let your head stay small. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm definitely, I, I, I do know that um, God got some, some, some great things for me, and He's given me this platform to, to make it do what it do. Right. Um, I guess I'm just, I'm just kind of like, just kind of just going along with it, and just trying not to get caught up into um, like the hype of everything. Right. And just trying, trying, trying to keep myself humble and things of that nature because. I mean, I, I can get cocky too. You know what I mean? We we all human. You know right. what I'm saying? And so, I just don't want to um, get off into that. But I definitely know that this is where I'm supposed to be. This is this is a passion of mine. This I'm in, I'm in my element. You know, when I initially came home, uh, mind you, I had this idea three four years ago. But when I came home, I was doing something else. You know, I thought I was going to go and I had a tech idea that I was working on, and um, I kind of pivoted. Right. To this. And um, ever since then, it's like one thing's been connecting, the next thing connects, the next thing connects, and it's like everything is fitting. Right. And so um, it's going, it's, it's definitely going well for me. And I, and I, and I appreciate all the support and, 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 and the whole nine. I just want to be able to continue to bring some dope stories and just really highlight these men and women. Like I say, for the month of March, we'll have, we we'll have some women on, and then April, I got another uh, another theme for the month of April as well. Mm-hmm. And so, it's really trying to get people on that with bigger voices as well. Um, the, the people that I had on right now, they are uh, they're doing some great things as well. But I also want to get some people on that that's like like celebrities, you know what I mean? Because they okay. got stories too of, of incarceration, you know. Right. And so, really be able to to, to so that's some of the things that I'm working on, and um. Uh, I know the doors open up uh, for me on that, on that level, and so yeah, I'm just, I'm just, it, it, no real talk though. It just really feels good to kind of be doing something that you don't mind doing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think so many people go to work every day, spending 40, 50 hours a week, and they doing something they really don't like to do. And it's like now I know what this feels like to kind of just wake up and just be like, okay, man, I'm. I'm hunting down people to interview, you know what I mean? Because I've always, I've always liked stories, and so um, maybe it was just my inquisitive nature. So God just allowed for me to be in a position and in a situation where there was fifteen hundred stories around me every day, uh-huh. like crazy, crazy stories, you know, right. um, stuff that people wouldn't believe. And you know, these men were were sharp cats, and. Um, and not even just from a business standpoint, that's just one of my passions, you know. Right. But these men were, were, were sharp all the way around the board. And it's like, I, I, I got to get these people's stories out here, you know. And so this is where I'm at. And I'm, I'm, I'm definitely thankful for it. It's something so beautiful about doing what you love to do. There's a freedom in that. You know, I just uh, had a conversation with uh, my sister cousin uh, on on a previous episode where we talked about unlimited freedom. 
And I don't think people understand the feeling of walking in purpose. Like <laughs> when you get to a place where you don't work for anybody but yourself and the Lord, and you get to just do what you love to do every single day. I don't think I could ever go back into a classroom, um, a traditional classroom ever again, to be confined to the, the walls of the classroom and the school. There's just a feeling that I, I think a piece of me would die. <laughs> like literally, if I was forced back into a place um, of not, being able to be an entrepreneur you know I, the feeling mm -hmm. is just amazing so I, I i totally get that and one last thing i want to i want to explore um mm -hmm. because and i'm trying to think because i'm trying to there's so much that i want to pull out of your story um, let's, get it, let's get it let's get it out there i know i know but this <laughs> idea of just doing it. So one thing that people don't know, which if you want to share, you can. Um, you haven't been out of prison that long, um, which I was shocked because when I heard the podcast and then when we actually had a conversation, I'm thinking that you've been out for a while. You've been planning this thing. And when you're like, nah, mm -mm, it's like a year. I... I want you to talk about that a little bit because I want people to know that they can just start where they are. Like, just, just do it. Just do the work. You have the vision. You have the thought. You have the idea. You don't have to get to this place where you're in this just everything is just perfect. You can just start like, like right out of prison. You're like, okay, here we go. It, and it's been what a year? Yeah, it's been. Um, I, I got out of custody February fifteenth, uh, two thousand nineteen. And when you say you got out of custody, that is actually like getting out of the prison or like off of probation. Or what does that mean? Um, out of custody. I, 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 out of custody pretty much means that I got out the halfway house. I had came home, walked out of prison, August of two thousand eighteen. Um, however, in the federal system, uh, they have you, what's your option to do? So I took the option to do six months inside of a halfway house. Okay. And pretty much it's like a, a place where you kind of go, you just go to work, go to school. And for me, it was a little bit more strenuous. Uh, I really didn't have the liberty like I thought I would have when I was leaving the actual prison because I had an ankle monitor on my leg. Okay. And so I really, I really couldn't do anything. Like I, I would go to go to work go to school. Um, I, I didn't even have permission to go to my mom's house because I was still in custody. And so it, it, it kind of sucked, you know, but even with that, I had learned to like, just take the, take it on the chin. You know, I said, okay, well maybe I'm, maybe God got this on me so I don't get sidetracked. You know what I mean? Kind of keep me on point. Right. And so when February, when February came, when my six months was up, that's when I was like totally free. And, I um, that was February 15th of 2019. And um, like I stated, I had an idea to do a tech company. So I, I started networking, just building my professional network. Cause I didn't, I didn't have any of that when I left. Um, 
despite me going, despite me going to school and going to college, things of that nature, I just never built up a professional network. I was in the streets, right? Mm-hmm. And so I had to, I had to rebuild like everything. And so um, the tech idea kind of fizzled out or whatever. I just really kind of lost passion with that. And I kept saying, I'm going to do this park. I'm going to do this park. That was my second idea I had. And I tried to talk myself out of it. Like I suppose did this podcast back in, back in June, mm-hmm. you know, but we always, we talk ourselves out of situations. We get in our heads yeah. and that's what I was doing. Like, okay, I need this. I need this kind of equipment for it. I need this and I need right. that. And um, God has got a funny way of just opening up doors. And so a place where I was always going, like a co-working space, um, they built a podcast studio. I was like, ain't no excuse now. You know what I mean? But even then, <laughs> Real talk, even then I came up with an excuse, you know what I mean? I'm like, man, you know, I'm always been a private person. So um, just even getting on social media, doing a lot of different things or whatever, it's like I'm getting used to it now. Mm-hmm. But uh, initially it was like I never used social media before. I just I got on social media like in June of this I, year. I mean, oh, wow. 2019 it hasn't been a whole year yet. And so all this stuff was new. So even though I had a, I had an idea of what it was from a theory standpoint, but from a practical standpoint, it was just like, I, it, it was new to me all. But I knew how to, I knew that leveraging it the proper way can, can yield some, some, some good results. And so um, I, I ended up talking myself <laughs> into doing, into doing a podcast. I came across Anchor, which really made it easy okay. to do it. So I really, I, I really didn't have any more excuses. So, you know, for anybody who's listening, whether it's a podcast you're trying to do or you're trying to open up that boutique, whatever it is, you just got to do it. And you'll be surprised how many doors are open up when you just kind of put one foot in front of the other. You know, people kind of come out the woodwork and before you know it, you know, coincidentally, I won't even call it a coincidence, just stuff will just start happening. Like you'll start meeting people that you need to meet. And before you know it, you like, wow, look how far I've come. Yeah. And so that's what it was for me. I'm telling you, I really believe when you begin to walk in purpose, there are divine connections. People who were strategically placed in the earth to help you when you get to this place or that place. And I have seen it. I'm telling you, I have seen it in every piece of my life um the people just show up you know and the resources just kind of show up just like you I love stories I love listening to people's stories I love you know telling my own story uh and I have this dream of you know, having my own like radio show, like on, like on the radio, radio or on the television and allowing people, you know, to do this. And what's wild about it is that I didn't even know what a podcast was. I remember like, um, probably about two years ago, a sister of mine, uh, that I met when I was, teaching I was training teachers in the UAE and Abu Dhabi and when we came back she was like you know Angel you really should do a podcast I was like what is that (laughs) I don't know what that is you know so like girl what are you talking about because you know I'm a little black girl from the projects okay 
And, you know, I went to school and did all those things, but we weren't listening to NPR in my house. You know, we weren't, we weren't listening to talk radio in my house. So I didn't have a clue. But all of a sudden, when I made up my mind, it's like, you know what, I'm just going to do it. And like you said, Anchor just showed up. And for those of you who don't know, like, we're actually having this conversation on some cell phones. You know, it just, the resources just show up. They definitely do. You begin to do what it is you've been purposed to do. And I, I, um, just a lot of the stuff that I that I have in the works right now for escaping the odds, they all came through like divine, divine connections. It's, it's it's so crazy, like the resources that's been afforded to me. Like I I really got some 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 good stuff that's that, that's coming. So listeners, you know, y'all just kind of be on the lookout for a lot of different things that's coming. Um, and just basically to speak to that that divine connection, you just the resources are gonna come to you. You know, just gotta, you just gotta do it like Nike say, right? Just go ahead, do it. That's all. Easier said than done, though. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. You, you might be a little right, but I think once we get past the hurdle of fear, I do believe that God's not giving us a spirit of fear, but of power, sound mind, and love. If you love what you're doing, right, you keep a sober, sound mind. And, and you know that you're operating in power, then it just kind of pushes fear out of the way. And when you can get out of your head, like, like earlier, I talked about those reasons why people feel like they can't do or they can't step into this leadership role. This idea of, you know, not having the authority or, you know, not being like the people they see that they consider leaders or you know, uh, or being so concerned about what they've done in their past or just even feeling like, like I'm a nobody, you know, my life is ordinary or insignificant. If we can get past those reasons, those issues, and just like you said, just, just do the thing. (laughs) It's either, it's either going to sink or swim, but I tell people like you, you feel like you're having a modern day Joseph experience. I tell Pete, I tell people that I'm having a Peter experience because I actually quit my job July, 2018 as an educator for almost 20 years. And I feel like Peter, when Jesus like, you want to come out here on the water? He's like, I'm coming. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like I just stepped out on the water with, without a life jacket or a raft or anything. And I'm just like, okay, Lord, I'm going to keep my eyes on you and we're going to make this happen. So we got Peter and Joseph on the line right now. Y'all need to tap in. <laughs> <laughs> y'all need to to tap in so listen it has been a joy um thank you so much for saying yes to this conversation uh everybody who's listening i am going to strongly encourage you to check out escaping the odds podcast you can listen to it i believe on just about any podcasting platform when you hear it you're going to be like, wow, It the sound quality is amazing. Um, I listen to it when I pick the boys up from school. You all know I'm 
always in the car with the kids. And um, I listen to it while they're in the car because they're all boys and they're teenage boys. And I want them to hear these stories. They get, you know, each each person kind of tells a little bit about how they got into the predicament before they share, you know, um, what they're doing now. And even the music, the intro to the podcast, my kids are like, who's that, mom? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know whose song that is, but so it's it's a really cool podcast. It sounds great. You're going to actually learn some things. Um, you're going to connect with the people. So please check out Escaping the Odds podcast where Aaron Smith is the host. Aaron, do you want to leave the people with something? You got a little nugget for them before I let you go? Yeah, um, basically just 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 keep God first, you know, just put one foot in front of the other. Um, I always say no matter what you're going through, um, they meant it for evil, God meant it for good, you know. Right. So whatever that situation is you're going through, just kind of, you know, just just work through it and 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 try to get the try to get the nuggets from it and uh, turn your your pain into your passion. That's that's what I'm doing, and um, I'm thankful to to be able to um, give a voice to the voiceless and um, escaping the odds, unlocking freedom. That's what's up. Let the people know how they can contact you. What's your social media handles? Uh, I'm on Instagram at Escaping the Odds Podcast. And I'm on Facebook, Aaron Smith. And also I have a Escaping the Odds page. EscapingTheOdds.com is coming. Okay. It's being developed right now. Really um, has some unique stuff on there as well. Um, as you stated, on all podcast platforms, Apple, Anchor, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google, everywhere. Escaping the Odds. And um, yeah, just continue to support. And um, both of the podcasts, Speak Up Sis as well. I appreciate you having me on. Oh, no doubt, brother. No doubt. It has been a pleasure. I appreciate you. And we're done for today. Thank you all so much for rocking with us. And we'll see you next Monday. Bye. Thank you for listening to Speak Up Sis podcast today. I invite you to visit me online at speakupsis.com and make sure to subscribe for Speak Up Sis updates. Also, consider becoming a sponsor of Speak Up Sis podcast. Your sponsorship enables me to continue bringing you quality conversations where everyday people just like you share their stories to inspire the stories of others. Your sponsorship also helps me to improve and enhance your listening experience. So until next time, continue to open up your mouth and speak up.